today we are kicking off our podcast. This is Coffee, Code, and Culture, and we are doing an introduction to the podcast and who we are and why you would even care to listen to us and potentially maybe like us a little bit. My name is April Pointer. I am the talent culture manager here at Worthwhile. I oversee the people operations with a with a heavy focus on people, the 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 person as a whole. It's always been really important to me in my 20 years of working in HR to blend business and people, what I call Rubik's cubing. Because without a healthy business, you can't employ great people. And without great people, you don't really have a healthy business. So the two are so interconnected and so important. Um, I came to Worthwhile two years ago, really looking for an opportunity to show up in the most authentic way that I that I could. And I didn't want to live my work life and my personal life separated from each other. So Worthwhile has really created a safe, emotional place for me to be able to come and do really great work and be who I am. And so I'm excited to be here starting this podcast with Justin and Josh, because I think it's going to give you a little bit of insight into who we are, how we function. We want to introduce you to things from a leadership perspective, from things things from the software development side of things, especially for junior engineers. And for me, this is completely out of my element because I am new to the tech space. Besides being married to a man who's been in the tech space for <laughs> being married to him for 18 years, it's something that I don't always fully understand. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of jokes here on the deeper levels of, of certain things that come from the engineering space that I have to know enough of in order to relate to the people around me. I was sitting in an interview actually the other day, and this guy was referencing all of these tech stacks that he's been in. And I told the team, I said, I actually knew what he was talking about. So you guys have brought me... <laughs> You guys have brought me along, and um, and I'm sure you'll pick that up as we go through these podcasts that uh, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot about this. So that is who I am, and I'm here on this podcast with these gentlemen because I really want to be able to talk about things from a psychological side of the human and how that shows up in our work. I think that there was this old philosophy back in the day that you leave your personal life at the door when you go into work. And when you leave work, you leave that at the door and you go back into your personal life. And that's just not true. We are whole people. We, it's always with us. There are things that happen in our past. There are things that happen in our day-to-day -day lives that really impact us as a human. So I like to speak to those things. I like to talk about how people are operating, even in sense of work-life balance or some sort of conflict that's going on. A lot of times for me, if a let's say a person has an issue with their manager, I know that a lot of times it's not so much that they're having a direct issue with their manager. There's something deeper there. So I want to get in there and talk with them a little bit more about what is getting triggered, why is that happening, and see how we can work through those things. When we just jump into the overall um, surface level thing that's agitating, we're missing an opportunity to dig so much deeper and do some some more work there on an individual basis, on a professional basis, and as a team. So I'm April. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm going to introduce you to Justin Gaba. Justin, tell us a little bit about you and why you're here and how you found your way to Worthwhile. Sure. So I found my way to Worthwhile right after the pandemic. Um, I had worked for probably three or four startups. Then I tried make my own sort of consulting startup during the pandemic. And, 
you know, I had some success, but ultimately, um, you know, I found myself here and, uh, you know, worthwhile has just given me great resources. I've learned so much and so many cool people here. So that's how I found myself here. When we first started talking about the podcast idea, I was like, I have this idea to do a podcast. And someone said, Justin actually has that idea also. Tell a little bit about what that was for you and, and why you were thinking about getting us on a podcast. Sure. I think, um, you know, I've always just wanted to connect to other developers in the space. I feel like this is a perfect way to do that. So I'm excited to just see where this goes next, who we interview, what we talk about. All right. We're going to introduce you to Josh Humphrey. Josh, what brought you here? Tell a little bit about your background and your um, desire to be joining in on the podcast, which we <laughs> I literally just reached out to you and was like, hey, you want to join us on a podcast? <laughs> uh, all right. So I was a a cook for a long time. 12 years total, but about six years in, I was like, this it's no good. It's rough. So I started to learn how to code and like really kind of like fell in love with it, struggling through problem solving. And then it took a long time after that, but like uh, March 15th, 2020, they closed our restaurant and I never cooked again because I found some freelance web work and then kept freelancing for a while and then eventually made my way here. And when it came to this podcast specifically, I asked Justin, who do you think would be good to join us? And he said, Josh. And I was like, does he know anything about it? And he was like, nope. I was like, well, I'm going to reach out to him. <laughs> so when you got the invitation to join us on the podcast, what do you think about that and and what we could potentially be doing here as we're piloting this, this new thing? Well, I was mostly surprised that um, you asked me on here because I think I have a really annoying voice. So, you know, after getting over the surprise, I start, started to think about what we could talk about on here. And like you said, uh, junior developers or developers struggling to like progress, sharing our different uh, software development journeys. How long have you been in the field or in this industry? Probably around 2006, I entered the space. And at the time I was working like a, what's called an onboarding role in a for a currency trading platform specifically one that deals with clearing so that means like when two parties are trading like really large amounts of money there's regulation that both sides need to report the same sort of deal there's like millions of trades a day for this and sometimes they go wrong and a lot of times my team is the one that sets it up and then my team is the one that supports it so it's this sort of dead end role, in my opinion, and you have to know like a lot of like SQL and you, you have to know a lot of technical things. So I felt like it would be cool, like it would be cool to be able to solve problems with actually writing code rather than like being in this small space of like their platform. That's sort of how I started. And, um, you know, I, I did about a, a bunch of boot camps after there and and then I just started, I decided to take the plunge. I decided to leave that role and get my first uh, web development gig. I am a software engineer on the front end team and I do a little bit of back end work on some of my projects. How long have you been here? How long have I been here? Probably, so it's gonna be two years in December. Josh, for you, how did you get started um, after your chef role? What made you be like, I'm going into software engineering. I had been working towards it for a long time and then 
think the pandemic kind of set me free more or less. And then, oh, I got started. Like there was this game I was playing a lot and this guy was like, hey, we should make this pirate radio station for it. So I did the front end and then we had it going for a while. And then he was like, hey, it's all the work you did. I had this other guy who's looking for some front end work. And then just kind of kept going in that cycle. I, my first real dev job, I got laid off at, I got laid off about a month into, and then about two weeks later, I applied, met April, started working here. And what specifically do you do here at Worthwhile? What's your role? Ah, I see. Missed the question. Um, I'm a UI UX engineer. You didn't. It was just the second half of the question. <laughs> I didn't mention it to you at first. I'm, You're I'm, good. I was like, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I hope that she helps me out. This, <laughs> this is how, when I was, when I was uh, in school, I really liked when you take a test that's not multiple choice and it's just like free answer because I knew I could just write for as long as possible and somewhere in there I would answer what they were asking <laughs> hopefully it usually worked out for me whereas like you're just so restricted by multiple choice we talked a little bit when we were preparing and planning for this about introverted versus extroverted and had a little bit of a discussion about where our personalities fell on that and if you haven't guessed it, I would fall in the category of extroverted. But it on a test, I actually am more what's called an ambivert, which means you fall right in between the two worlds, probably because I'm a highly sensitive person. So I really love and enjoy people and and the the connections of how people work. When I think about our, our troubles and our worries and the things that we get hung up on. A lot of times I can almost see that from this higher perspective, going through my own journey and watching other people go through theirs and their struggles and their imposter syndrome and and things that hold us back. And being around that, it's also exhausting. So I fall into that introvert mode where there has to be some decompression time and time to, to get myself to be able to recharge and not get in a cynical space to where I can actually service people in a, in a, in a very lighthearted way. Justin, what did you say you were? I feel like I was mostly, I feel like I'm mostly introverted, but I definitely have some extroverted tendencies probably. If I feel like I'm in my element, I'm just probably super extroverted. Like, you know, I don't feel like I need to be by myself to get my energy back or anything like that. It's just, I'm feeding off other people's energy. But if I'm around people maybe that I'm not comfortable with, then yeah, I might, you know, have some introverted tendencies. What about you, Josh? Definitely an introvert. I have like, you know, like Justin, if I'm comfortable with people, I don't even feel like I'm like out, you know, like in my element, like he said. But mostly, mostly an introvert. What I love about introverts, my husband's an introvert also, is you guys are thinkers and you're observers and you, <laughs> you, you're not always sharing the insights. You just have them. So the thing for me as more of an extrovert that I love about introverts is that if you spend time with them and you give them space to talk and you uh, give them breathing room to, to have deep discussion... I call it extracting from the deep well. You're pulling so much information out of a human that they don't normally just plaster that out there in the streets because they're not japping their dolls all the time. And for me, as a as a student of people, I really get inspired by hearing those thoughts. Josh, I wanted to ask you from your chef background, 
Do you see similarities between cooking, being a chef, and engineering? Some, and I didn't think that there would be any. But like all the organization and planning that you have to do every day and uh, the thing I think it's given me most is like really solid work ethic that I can then kind of apply to this. Um, maybe some cases an unhealthy work ethic, like I've got to get this done even if it kills me. There's there's less of that in software engineering, but there's definitely some similarities. I love talking to you guys or candidates when we're bringing people on to talk about like where they're where where are you coming from because you hear some of the most interesting responses like for you, Josh, coming from a chef background, and that's something you still. I mean, those are skills that you have and that you that you love to cook. And is that, I would think, also an expression of creativity through food. Is that how you look at it, or is it just it's good stuff to eat? I mean, it can be. Um, I feel like cooking in a restaurant, you're kind of just doing what you're told. But kind of towards the end, I was a chef de cuisine. And so I could make, like I did the menu. So I kind of do whatever I wanted. And yeah, it was a good way to express. But then people would just eat it, you know, so. <laughs> Short-lived. <laughs> yeah. Short-lived expression. Web development kind of stays around. <laughs> and you iterate on it. I don't know anything about making food, but from my understanding, it's an art and a science. Interesting. What are some of those challenges or like what's the, not so much of the challenges, but the, the things that make you feel a little defeated in, in your space at, versus the things that feel like th these are big wins and accomplishments? I feel like when you're starting out a project, you have a lot of energy. Like I've probably started like a thousand projects, right? But, you know, probably the challenge is like, going through that and, and going to the end, right? It's to get to a hundred percent. That's, that's challenging, um, to complete that and, um, you know, have it be of quality. I think one of the, I don't know, things that leaves me feeling the most defeated is like when I get stuck on a bug for way longer than I should have. And it's, it's the solution turns out to be really simple. I just didn't like take the time to look through it before I started working. And even if you figure it out, like at that point, you're like, oh, whatever, you know, that was my fault. So it kind of just like really takes the wind out of your sails, even though that was a victory. But then, you know, inversely things that feel like victories, you know, when your stuff works, that's a good one. But I really like when like the code I've written, like if I look at it a week later, and it still like seems nice, organized, pretty to me. That's a victory. One last question as we wrap up here on our first episode, as we're giving people a little sneak peek into who we are and what we're here to do. What role has mentorship or being a mentor to someone else played in your career? And how do you think other software engineers can benefit from that? I feel mostly like I'm a, like I'm being mentored here. Um, I think there's a lot of people that, that help me out here and just their opinion, them, them being able to look at my code. Um, I've learned so much. A lot of time we're deleting code, right? So I feel super good. Like when, when everything is red and just everything is more efficient. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say that it feels great to have so many smart people around me so that I can learn. I kind of feel like Justin in the regard, like working here that I've like kind of been mentored more by my seniors. And even just collaborating with other 
developers, like Justin and I are working on some stuff together and seeing his perspective versus mine. I don't know if it's like officially mentoring, but we're learning from each other. I think that it, being a student to each other and having that, that, sometimes it's official mentorship and sometimes it's just you're learning and growing from each other and different experiences that we all have. How do you think, especially as we are stepping into this unknown realm of creating this podcast and there was that element of motivation and mentorship to people who are trying to get into their careers, whether that be software engineers or people from um, any professional career, if they're listening in and they relate to the content that's here, how do you think mentorship and them being in a place right now to find somebody that can help mentor them? And it's not always a physical person that can be a podcast or a YouTube, like from your perspective, even outside of worthwhile, when you are learning and growing, what would you say to other people who are listening and looking for some sort of mentorship um, where they could start with that besides listening to Coffee, Code, and Culture, of course, but where they can start with that and what is the benefit that they would get? I mean, I kind of learned just from like watching videos and listening to podcasts and stuff. So I think aside from finding like a physical mentor, even like a one-on-one you do with Zoom, just find like a video series you like, like the like the way the person talks and the content they're presenting and stick with that to get everything out of it. Save it so when you lose something, you can go back and look at it. And just, just keep doing that and be persistent. I definitely think mentorship is important, but sometimes people don't get that mentorship. And I think it's just important to, to not give up. If this is what you want to do, like don't be discouraged when you, when, you know, you don't get the role and maybe you you put in two hours on a on a coding challenge or or maybe you went through um you know three whiteboards and you felt like you 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 did really well on the algorithm i would say don't get discouraged like just you know try to try to um concentrate on the positives because i know for me i've went through a lot of uh you know struggles trying to get into the space and even when it's trying to get a new role, right? I think it's just, it's a very challenging space. You just have to, I guess, believe in yourself and just try to take the failures lightly. And, and just when you do have successes, definitely celebrate them. I feel the same way, just from the overall perspective of people who are wanting to grow and have self-development. I think there's this fine line between learning and growing and listening and being a student. And then you just have this inner voice that knows what to do next knows what's what's the next step for you that may be unconventional may look different than how everybody else is going about a certain thing and so i always tell people when they're um going through courses getting that mentorship take all of that information in and i think it's called a colander is that what it's called josh when you put like pasta in a colander colander what's it called colander colander Colander. (laughs) i've been calling it a colander for like no brainer a strainer um (laughs) (laughs) this is the great thing about having the diversity here um but take that information put it in a strainer (laughs) and see what stays let what doesn't belong to you fall out because i think people can't can get also so overwhelmed in information that they paralyze themselves and don't know how to move forward so put it in your coland or colander strainer and see what sticks with you and then just take your next step from there thank you guys so much for hanging out today and we'll see you on the next one 